Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a podcast that inspires photographers and visual artists who live their best creative lives. My name is Michael Durr. I am your host and a full-time photographer here to give you some tools so you can build your life in creative self-employment. Beyond that, I get to sit down with an amazing community of creative professionals to talk about process, business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So let's get to it. Entrepreneur Season 2, kicking off next. All right. It is about that time of the year, folks. I can't believe Thanksgiving is getting here this quickly. We've got Black Friday season upon us. And honestly, it doesn't even really matter when you listen to this episode. It could be June for all I care. What I am about to say, I think, applies to any time of the year. It's just convenient that I'm doing this during the holiday season because I want to help some of you focus your purchasing impulses on things that really have the ability to streamline your business. So today, I wanted to give you some things to consider for your Black Friday wish list. But here is the rub, folks. None of them will take up any real estate in your home or your office or your camera bag. All right. So that's right. We're talking about things outside of new gear that can help your business in the new year coming up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are on episode 94 of Entrepreneurs. Happy to have you joining us today. Please, if you want to help the show, leave us a review on whatever platform you choose to listen to this show on whether it is Google, Apple, Spotify, you name it, give us a thumbs up, subscribe and review the show. Okay, so now back to the topic at hand. Now each Black Friday season, I am guilty just like everyone else of peeking at my all time favorite vendors and seeing if they've got any deals going on. Okay, it's just a thing. We're all gearheads to some degree. But after a few years, I had already accumulated just basically everything that I needed to do my jobs. I had enough cameras, I had enough lenses, lights, modifiers, bags, hard drives, computers, enough redundancies of all of them just in case one went down. You know, the inventory was out of hand. The space was limited and keeping track of all of these things became honestly painstaking. So I began to start seeing these purchase upgrades and new gear as somewhat fruitless from an ROI standpoint. Of course, if you're starting out, you're likely still in the market to kind of round out your kit. But nonetheless, the following advice still applies to even the newest of photographers. So instead of treating yourself this holiday season to the newest shiny object, consider treating yourself instead to something that may help streamline your business without taking up any more space. Okay, so I'm going to break this down by category. All right, gear, as we know, is just one category for your business expenses, for your business purchases. But what else is there? So let's get to it. The the first category that I would consider investing in over equipment is education. All right, if we're going to line up the newest GoPro or Prime Lens as your gift to yourself, consider putting that on pause 
and reallocating some of your resources towards, let's say, education, particularly education where you can get one-on-one feedback. So I'm talking about workshops, portfolio reviews, um, consultations with people that have uh, a, an expertise that you do not have. Okay, These services can be upwards of $1,000, sometimes much more, which is probably why I find a lot of people don't have the courage to ever invest in them. Who has the money to drop $2,000 on a workshop? But you know, ask yourself, what is going to actually make you better? A $5,000 camera that is merely 10% better than the one that you already have, or $2,000 on a workshop that can inspire, motivate, educate, and connect you to other high-level performers. So I want you to switch this narrative that you can't afford a $500 or a $1,500 portfolio review when you have already spent that money on gear that likely won't get you the access that you really need to get ahead. At a certain point, it just becomes an excuse, right? Like what, what you're saying isn't, I can't afford this workshop. I can't afford this portfolio review. What you're really saying is, I don't want it as much as the other thing that I can go out and play with, which listen to each their own. I'm not judging anyone's choice to move up from a D5 to a D6 or whatever the newest, latest and greatest model is. What I am asking though, is what will yield the greatest return for your career? What will actually make your images better? A few more megapixels and a faster frame rate or a better trained eye to go into the field with? What is really going to make your clients notice a jump in imagery? Now, it's sort of hard to give recommendations on workshops because you never know what comes and goes. You know, what is currently available this year may not be the next. Things get replaced. People move on to new ventures. So just do your own reconnaissance on workshops and portfolio reviews in your area. Some you can attend remotely, while others you might have to attend in person. So it is a good thing to start scouting them now and getting the costs involved so that you can uh, prepare for it. Okay, so for instance, if there's a wedding workshop in Maui, you would need to account for flights, hotels, rental cars, food, uh, the time off of work. So you might have to save up for about 10 months or whatever it might be with the goal of attending it the next year or the year after. And that's the other thing, folks. I'm not trying to advocate that you go out and spend $1,500, $2,000 of your hard-earned money on a workshop that you simply can't afford. If it's out of your price range right now, that's totally fine. I just want you to put some of these things on your radar so that you have a goal for the future. That will help you really focus on what you spend money on during the course of this year for future opportunities. You know, play that opportunity cost game where you say, okay, maybe I don't need this $300 light that's just taking away from my Maui wedding retreat, things like that, okay? I do it all the time, especially now. Do I want an upgrade in camera body? Yeah, I sure do but probably not as much as I want to attend the Palm Springs Photo Festival next year, okay? So these these are choices that I try to make for the highest ROI. I can get by another season with these four-year-old camera bodies. I think they're four years old. I don't want to go another season without improving my work and getting greater insight into what my ideal clients actually want and covet, okay? And I'll leave a few links in the show notes for workshop recommendations. If you're curious, there's a ton of good ones out there and uh, ones that I have attended personally. Now, workshops and portfolio reviews are not the only educational resources out there. You can find a lot of good video content on subscription sites that give you a far greater return than just YouTube University. So check out Udemy, check out Creative Live, Full-Time Filmmaker. You know, you do the vetting, okay? You determine what is going to yield a really good value to you. But education to me is such a better investment of your Black Friday money than a new Think Tank bag. Okay, no offense to Think Tank. Holler at me if you want to sponsor the show. All right, so moving on, the second thing to consider investing in over equipment is marketing. Of course, right? Marketing is constantly given lip service to by creatives. It makes me sort of sick. I know so many photographers who won't spend $100 on marketing. 
but they'll be happy to spend $30,000 on equipment like it's a drop in the bucket. Like, can't you move a little bit of cash this way? I'm not saying you spend 10 grand on marketing, but being cheap on the one thing that has maybe the greatest impact on you getting new jobs is not a methodology that I endorse. Okay. So what marketing can you spend on? Let's start with pitching to new leads. Postcards, business cards, magazines, photo books, they still work. Quick little reminder, this episode is brought to you by Bay Photo Labs. Go check them out at bayphoto.com. Now, I love those guys, but I'm not telling you that you're going to automatically book five-figure clients because you sent a portfolio to an editor. They see that all the time. But see it as the cost of doing business. It's kind of like dating. You know, you don't give up on love just because you got shot down once. You keep meeting people, you have more interactions, you nurture relationships, and maybe one day you find yourself walking down the aisle. I don't know. I don't understand how dating works these days anyway, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But um, you know, this is just part of marketing. It's getting your work out there. It's getting in the reps. Social media can be absolutely leveraged, although um, I've mentioned before that I am no expert on social media, which is why I almost never bring it up on this show. But I don't believe it's the only thing that you should rely on, even if it is successful for you. But generally speaking, I find that for social media to work on its own, your numbers have to be pretty massive. Like if you've got 30,000 followers, 50,000 followers, you can probably dedicate most of your time to social media. But if you've got 500 followers, uh, 1,000 followers, 5,000 followers, honestly, that's probably not enough to get any real traction. I would diversify your tactics a little bit, start sending out flyers to new leads, and you just make that part of your marketing pie. So a slice here goes to writing emails, slice here goes to phone calls, slice here goes to sending out mailers, things of that nature. Now, if you are a more of a B2C photographer, meaning business to customer, maybe in the realm of portrait photographers, uh, senior photographers, headshot photographers, wedding photographers, pet photographers, you name it, your marketing is going to be less direct by nature because you're not really going to you know, stock newly engaged couples on their Facebook page, find out their address, and then send them flyers. That we might do in the commercial world, but we're not doing that with B2C. So if you feel like the word of mouth and social media alone is not really driving a whole lot of work to your inbox, look into forms of customer relationship management software. We call these CRMs. There are also studio managers as well, which are sometimes combined with CRMs. Um, and you may have heard of companies like HoneyBook, Dubsado, 17 Hats. They all have their features, but focus on similar things, such as like, you know, vetting inquiries, booking clients, delivering projects, uh, offboarding and retaining. You can respond to inquiries through it instead of through email. You can offer online contracts. You can secure payments. Basically, as HoneyBook states on their site, um, what they do is they remove a lot of the admin work from your plate. Okay, it's going to reduce a lot of the amount of unnecessary back and forth between you and your client giving you time to do more creative things. So I'll link a handful of CRMs out there for photographers, the most popular ones. You can do your own recon on whether that makes any sense for you and your business. Of course, every business is a little bit different. Um, I'll also list a few print services that can make an impact in your marketing as well. Okay, the third and final thing to consider investing in over equipment is outsourcing. All right, things photographers can easily outsource. There's a whole list of that I'll read off and probably not even gonna get to half of it. But let's start off with photo management in itself. You've got photo culling, photo editing, photo retouching. You've got slideshows. You've got album designs. All of that can take a lot of time. And I had never really thought of outsourcing any of my work until I started listening to wedding photographers who shoot 50 weddings a year with family portraits in the downtime. I didn't realize how much volume they deal with because that's simply not my reality. They're basically shooting a wedding every single weekend, sometimes two sometimes with uh, travel in between where they have to go to the airport and take a flight somewhere. Okay, So the free time that they do have to sit down 
edit thousands of wedding photos, back them up, put them in their gallery, put the slideshow together, curate an album for delivery. It is exhausting. It's exhausting for me just thinking about it. And all of these things can be outsourced and they can get some of their valuable time back during the week. And I bet you if you ask any wedding photographer shooting 30 plus weddings a year with jobs in between, the majority of them will tell you how important outsourcing is to their livelihood. Now, you might be saying, well, Mike, I'm not a wedding photographer. My clients are small. I don't really deal with the same volume of images. Well, that's fine, but you still have other things that you want to accomplish, don't you? You want to optimize SEO on your website, research and build a system to onboard clients easier. You want to set up an email campaign. You want to deliver consistent social media content. That's a big one for a lot of you. I know that. Uh, You want to send work to new leads. You want to elevate your e-commerce, maybe manage your bookkeeping, your accounting. When you add these things up, and I haven't even touched on everything, believe me, it becomes much harder to pursue other ventures that might be more fun, right? Such as learning new skills, creating YouTube content, maybe doing your own personal photo shoots. Hell, just for me, manufacturing the time to reach out to creatives, research topics and questions to interview them on my podcast often requires time that I simply do not have. So for you, for me, uh, we should identify which activities in our business are major time sucks, budget for it, and then outsource it. Someone out there, whether it's a person or a piece of software, can take care of a lot of tasks for us. Here's a quick example. Photographers heading into new markets, if you're going to move, let's say, across country, if you don't want to spend the time finding out who all the editors are in your new city while you're moving into your new house and getting the kids adjusted to the new school, whatever it might be, consider outsourcing that duty by hiring a virtual assistant to track those people down for you. Hell, you don't even have to be moving to a new city to take advantage of that strategy. Some people do that already in the current city that they've been living in for their whole lives. Might be a better investment in your business than just a new piece of tech that hits the shelves. So outsourcing can be seen as a luxury by some and a necessity by others. Really just depends on your business, okay? Your services and your workload. Also, not everyone has equal amounts of bandwidth. I understand that. Some people can simply take on more responsibilities than others, and some people get overwhelmed a little bit easier. It's not a knock on those people. I don't know what everyone is going through with their personal lives, what their expectations are, the the pressure that is uh, being forced upon them, maybe by themselves or their loved ones. Some people have ADD, depression, anxiety, whatever the case may be. For those who feel like they are not getting enough out of their day, or for those of you who feel like there simply isn't enough time in the day to do all the things that you need to do to run your business, outsourcing can be a huge game changer. In fact, one day I'm going to dedicate an entire episode to outsourcing. I think I have a few people I can interview about this. Just give me a little bit of time. I'll also list a few resources for you guys to uh, to see what you can outsource if you are curious. So in the end, folks, if you're desperately in need of that new gear, by all means, get it, write it off. But just keep in mind that there are things in your business that probably could use a little TLC that you never given much attention to before and which just might yield greater returns for you than you ever gave them credit for, okay? Education, marketing, outsourcing, they may not be the shiny new toys that you were hoping for on Christmas Day, but they just might be the best thing for your, for my, for any of our businesses going forward. So it is food for thought, folks. Shop wisely. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. What's up, entrepreneurs? Thank you for tuning in and making it all the way to the end of the episode. If you enjoy the content you just listened to, hit subscribe and tune in again next week. 
Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Entrepreneurs Pod for updates, promos, and giveaway contests that we run throughout the year. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out our really cool website, EntrepreneursPod.com. It's a great resource for you to download informational PDFs and booklets, access discount codes from our amazing affiliates, and read what our audience is up to on our community blog. For now, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, supporting the show, and being a part of this journey. This is Michael Durr signing off for now, Entrepreneurs Season 2. Let's go. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First-time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.